0: My detailer in Washington, D.C. is actively looking for a way to transfer me early. If I can, I won't fall too far behind my H-60 counterparts, and maybe, just maybe, I'll still have a chance at command someday. But damn, what you did today, Boomer says. Was so far outside the rules of safe and responsible flying. Whatever. You were saving lives. But, but nothing. I throw up my hands, turning my focus to the map instead. Best to just block Boomer out as we move up the eastern flank of the Sierra, following Highway 395 north. The clouds have lifted considerably since this morning, allowing a clear view as I raise my head to check our position against local landmarks. My gaze settles on the glacially pristine waters of a high mountain lake, one I've never seen before. Eyes widening, I absorb one of the most spectacular sights I think I've ever seen. Jagged mountain peaks, draped in white, rise from the lake on all sides, forming a rugged amphitheater. The lower slopes are thick with pine, and the lake, clear as a window, projects the reflection of the surrounding mountains, an upside-down view of a winter wonderland, just like you read about in the storybooks. I turn to Boomer, not realizing until then that my mouth is open. Have we found something that impresses you, Lieutenant? What is this? I ask, ignoring the barb. Check your map, my dear. Gah, incorrigible. Looking down, I find it. June Lake. I pivot in my seat, watching the lake until it recedes from view, all silver and sparkles. A jewel, secretly nested in a ring of staggeringly high peaks. A short five minutes later, we reach the eastern entrance to Yosemite National Park, and Boomer turns slightly right, beginning a transit that will leave this dazzling high alpine world behind. Instead, we'll move into the flats and browns of the desert, an arid landscape tucked into the rain shadow of the mighty Sierra Nevada. God bless it's cold, Hap says. But flying into the desert doesn't necessarily mean it will get any warmer. Beanie, any word yet on when we'll get the part to fix this heater? I ask, wiggling my toes to regain some feeling. Maintenance thinks it'll be another week, ma'am. I sigh. It's always something with this aircraft, the H-1 Huey. But with an airframe that's seen over 45 years of service, I suppose it's inevitable. Oh, I miss the H 60. I bring my gloved hands to my face, blowing into them like I did this morning in a feeble attempt to warm them. To my left, Boomer doesn't wear gloves, which makes me crazy. A blatant violation of the rules, and yet he always flies like this. As a result, most of our flights include a discussion on the subject. Sir, your gloves? Again? What about them? he says, feigning ignorance. They provide warmth too, you know, not just fire protection. Ha, so tell me this, were your hands slipping today? Damn. Trust me, way better control without them. But if there's a cockpit fire- Cockpit fire? Cockpit fire? How many documented spontaneous cockpit fires have you read about? far more likely you'll smash the bird into an immovable slab of granite because your hands slip from the controls. But sir- Don't but sir me. You're flying search and rescue now. It's not a matter of if you break the rules, it's when. Not me. Not when I'm an aircraft commander. That's not how it's done. Not in the H-60 community, anyway. I lean my helmeted head against my seat, staring to the heavens. God grant me the serenity. Isn't that how that one goes? It's gotta be below zero, Hap says. Jesus. It's minus ten, I say, glancing at the Celsius reading on the outside air temperature gauge. In October, Hap says. That's ridiculous. Brother, you're in the mountains now, Beanie says. I peek around my chair because observing these two guys brings a smile to my face every time, which I need now. An unlikely pair. Hap from notoriously rough South Central in Los Angeles, Beanie plucked straight from a Nebraska cornfield, all red hair and freckles. These two work together seamlessly, a model for crew coordination and the best high-altitude technical rescue team we have. This is just wrong, Hap says. Why the hell did I ever accept orders up here? You know you love it, Beanie says, laughing. Why Hap had the luxury to accept orders here, that is, he had a choice, is beyond me. I was given no such choice, Gur Why don't you fly for a while, Malone? You seem a little keyed up over there. Boomer sniggers, having entirely too much fun at my expense. And let's start a climb right here. To-